Imagine living wildly, authentically, and unapologetically you. Look, we've all experienced something in our life that has brought us down in one way or another. It's time to break free from those past constraints, to bloom and flourish in all the places we've been told we can't. Welcome to the Wild Hearts Podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Laura. We're two best friends with a mission to empower women through the lens of a growth mindset. You already hold all the answers inside you. We're just here to remind you of the strength you already possess by sharing our opinions, telling our stories, interviewing experts, and advocating for mental health along the way. So let's Let's get get started. Today, we're here, we're talking about self-care. Caring for yourself. Loving up on yourself. Because you're a number one fan, but I feel like always number one neglected. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think especially as women, we really love to play that martyr role and like give, 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 give so much to everyone else. And then when it comes time to doing something for ourselves, we just feel really guilty about it. Mom shame. Yeah. Big time mom. Like mom guilt, mom shame, just all of it wrapped into this beautifully wrapped up ball of anxiousness. Love this. I'm so excited to be a mother myself now. <laughs> really selling it to me. I mean, the love. Yes, always. I know. All the love. But I get what you're saying. I think, too, it's probably exacerbated for moms or more for moms. But I think it's also right now it's self-care is just such a popular topic. I feel like I'm seeing it everywhere on social media. I'm seeing it everywhere, too, as, like, a way to sell products. Do you know what I mean? Mm, It's a huge marketing, dare I say, scam. I wouldn't say scam. I would say technique. I mean, there is a desire, and they're fulfilling that desire, right? So. Yeah, I just also feel like sometimes with a lot of this self-care things that Mm -hmm. we see, it's, like, almost targeted to people in the sense of like you're not good enough the way that you are so now Mm. do this and you'll magically love yourself i think that's like diet culture if i'm being honest yeah for sure diet culture really stems into everything else in our lives whether we want to believe it or not so like I would agree with you, and I think that's why I think it's such a, like, a rebel thing to just like yourself. Goes against everything, you know? Everybody profits from the idea that you feel less than. And buy things to make you feel better. Yeah, I agree with that. A hundred percent. So I always just feel like I'm helping. Ah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird, right? It is weird. It's a weird thing to get stuck in. But at the same time, we need to do things to take care of ourselves. You do. Because need- if you're not taking care of yourself... No one else Everything does. else crumbles. Like, if you listen back to, well, episode three, when we were talking about you and kind of the journey you've gone through from getting diagnosed with depression right. and stuff yeah. like that. And then my... Psychosis. Psychosis episodes, part yes. one and two... I mean, the theme in both of those are we, I guess, let our anxious dialogue sort of take over in the sense of we really stopped getting down to the root of who we are and what we need and what fills up our cup. Right. And 
you know, especially in my case, went really way too far. <laughs> like, really off the Yikes. deep end. Roll jumped <laughs> off that boat, eh, Bell? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't even see the boat. No, <laughs> we can laugh about it now. We laugh because we love. But, yeah, I think that's something for me that I'm so much more conscious of now where it's like, I can't be the best mom to my kids. I can't be the best wife to my husband. I can't be the best friend to you or anyone else who's in my mm. life. I can't be the best daughter to my parents. I can't be any of those things if I'm not the best me to me. Ugh, yes. Like, For sure. Literally everything else will fall away. But I think what happens is we get so focused on this outside, like being all those things for those people, mm-hmm. and we forget that the a strong core or a strong foundation makes you stronger in all those other ways. Absolutely. So I think we should talk first about what self-care is, right? I think we yes. should just lay it out here. Sure. Um because I think for both of us, we've learned a lot in prepping for this episode, really about how shitty we are taking care of ourselves. Which honestly surprised me. Like Same. I thought I was doing pretty good. Same. And now I'm thinking... Not great. Like, two out of five. Really need to step it up in some areas. Yeah. So, the big thing with self-care is, like, it's a practice or ritual... Um, of you taking an active role in preserving, improving your own well-being, your happiness, overall health, without any aid of a medical professional. So it's kind of like you doing everything on your end before you need to seek medical help. Is Yeah, like ways. what do you need in order to feel cared for and comforted, and how can I do that by myself? So really like doing things for yourself that feel good. Right? Yeah, and not like, not basic hygienic things. Yeah, you know I, what would, I mean, because yes. I think as a mom, and I'm sure maybe you would feel the same way, but it's like almost this idea of, oh, well, getting up in the morning and having a shower and brushing your teeth, that's really great for you. Like, that's yeah. not self care. That's no. just you doing daily things to like, be a functioning human being. Right. And yeah. And I think like when they say, well, you got to shower, I took the kids and you got to shower by yourself. Like that's no vacation. No, it's like, no, I'm just cleaning my armpits so I don't stink. Yeah. Or like for not just myself, but everyone around me. (laughs) Exactly. Like, but I do public health situation. Like (laughs) Like, that's literally just called hygiene. Yeah. That's not We teach kids to do that when they're And like, just because you are able to do it without children does not make it a vacation or a special thing. Mm -hmm. It should, or in my opinion, it shouldn't be. I know that there's a lot of people that can't have that. And I mean, I've been there. I'm going to be honest. I've like, just going to the bathroom by myself and locking the door in the middle of a crazy day, sometimes that does feel like a vacation. Right. But, I mean, that's just basic survival things. Yeah. Like, self-care is, to me, more than that. And an exception, I would think, like, sometimes I just love to have a really hot shower and, like, use special soap or, like, a special, like 
exfoliating right. bar or have like a ritual bath where I have these special Himalayan bath salts oh, and rose petals and my love candles language. and then I lotion Like you make it up. an event. Yes. That's different. That is different. But like daily hygiene, like you're talking about, like I need a yes. shower because I haven't showered in four days and there's Cheetos in my hair. <laughs> yes. Not like, yes, you need to do that, but just because you're doing it kid-free is not a vacation. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Cool. So a few things we need to talk about with self-care that I also didn't know about. So I think it's quite interesting. Or what else you got? I just wanted to say quickly, because when we sort of gave our definition there of what self-care is, as far as taking care of yourself without the aid of a medical medical professional, mm-hmm. just want to re-emphasize that what we're talking about here is not to take the place of seeking medical professional help if that's something that you need. Do you know what I Correct. mean? Correct. Love that. So, yes. Big thing is understanding that don't rely on this information as a substitute or any sort of replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult your physician or your healthcare practitioner, right? Yeah. Because once again, we've mentioned this a number of times on our podcast. I feel like it should be a sticker or something. But, like, we ain't medical professionals. No. We're just two fun gals. (laughs) That's us. With some experience. Like, you know, we're sharing our stories. We're sharing our opinions. Take it for what it is. We're not doctors. We don't have you know, a master's degree, a doctorate in any of this stuff. But I do still think that it is it's cool. worth talking I, about. And I find it's cool information. I think that it's mm. just interesting. Yeah. This is the shit I'm into. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there is still, it doesn't take away the fact that there's things you can do to better yourself or to make you, I shouldn't say to better yourself, but to make yourself feel better, things you can just easily do at home. Right. So that five, you don't need anyone else's permission or approval from. Like, you can just... There's things you can literally just start doing right now, today, to practice self-care. Exactly. So we got a couple areas, though. Right. Of yes. self-care. Which I didn't know. I didn't know there was, like, this desert... I thought everything self-care was, like, like you talk about, a bubble bath. Physical. Physical. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's these five different areas. So physical, social mental, spiritual, and emotional. But it depends on where you look to. You have different lists and people have different designations for different things. But these are kind of the five that we resonated with and wanted to talk about. Exactly. Yes. So physical, I think, is where everyone thinks of self-care. So things Mm -hmm. like healthy sleep patterns, eating well, working out, you know, those things to like nourish your physical body and feel good yeah and it can be as simple as like instead of working through your lunch break like you always do because you think you gotta power through and get this project done just acknowledging that you do work hard and you deserve to take a lunch break and taking the hour or 30 minutes or however much time you have to step away eat your lunch yeah go for a walk get some fresh air do what you need to do. And I think, too, sometimes it's, and this is a new thing I'm running into, is people place this 
importance on food as a reward. So I can't Mm. take lunch because I haven't worked enough and I'll reward myself with lunch when really I think it's really just like never a reward to feed yourself because you're a fucking human and you need food. Yeah. So like, again, you literally need that to live. It's like being like, oh, my car works so well. I'm going to fill it up with gas today. No, you, if you want your car to work, you need to fill it up. You know what I mean? It's not a dependence thing. Yeah. But then I do think people use it, maybe not necessarily with lunch, but dessert, right? Like, yes. oh, I worked out today so I can have that cheesecake. And I think that depends, though, on, like, what, and this is something that I've really noticed more, is, like, what's, everything in self-care is very personal. So yes. for you eating a dessert, you, and you may be able to just have that one piece of cheesecake, and that's your dessert, mm-hmm. and that's what you've kind of figured out your mind and that works great but for me if I ate a piece of cheesecake it could be like the catalyst that starts me into this binging thing right Right. so like and that's where it's like self-care is not one size fits all because it all has to do with your own personal hang-ups right yeah I think that's such a good point like it is not one size fits all like some I just going back to the bath thing I love baths I could have a bath every night I, do. I know so many people that think baths are absolutely disgusting. And I say, and, and good fine. for you if that's not what you're into. Absolutely. But... Then what is it for you? Exactly. Like maybe then it is having a nice hot shower or whatever it is. Going, getting a massage. I mean, I love all those things. <laughs> yeah, actually, like <laughs> my whole life could just be all those things baths and massages all day i mean i wouldn't be upset about it but yeah so i think i think people do have an understanding of that physical i feel like it's the most popular one that we think of yeah i agree i really do think that because i think that's the easiest one to come down to like what are ways you're nourishing your physical body like the lotion thing or right puts the lotion on On the skin skin. (laughs) (laughs) We're creepy. So creeps. Okay, then there's mental. So this is kind of where I think I've been doing real good over COVID. Mm, Tell me more. Well, I just think I went to counseling a lot. (laughs) I should laugh at that. Isn't that something good? I think that's great. Thank you. Um, But I guess mental would be like the way you think um, and filling your mind with different things. So like what are you fueling your mind with? Like, how are you being mentally stimulated? Right. So reading reading stuff that you're into. Puzzles. Inner dialogue or affirmations. Inner dialogue is a big thing for me, I think. And we talked about that in depression. That is, like, the biggest hang-up I have. There's a whole-blown conversation going on in there that sometimes really gets away from you. Right? So... But I do think it is amazing how... Because I've heard so many people talk about this. I am yet to try it, but... (laughs) Like, having these affirmations. You know what? This is something I'm going to start committing to. And then we'll check back in later on the podcast. Okay, me too. I'm in. Let's say we we write out five daily affirmations that we see in the morning. Okay. And it's like, I am strong. Mm -hmm. I am beautiful. I am lovable. I am (laughs) running out of ideas here. Smart. Oh, yeah. I'm smart. I am... Strong. Said that one. Courageous. Courageous. Bold. Brave. Powerful. Whatever it is. Whatever you're into. Take some time. Sit with it. Get little sticky notes. Put them on your mirror. In your bathroom. Then every morning, 
when you go in there to brush your teeth, do your business, look at yourself in the mirror, stare yourself down in Get the real eye. real into those And say irises. them to yourself. Even if you do not believe it, I don't think that matters. You just keep saying it over yeah. and over and over again every day. For like, start out with a week, then keep going. Like, see how long you can do it. Eventually, I do believe you will just full-heartedly believe that about yourself. I 100% believe that. So I recently watched this interview with Willow Smith and Paris Jackson, which is Michael Jackson's daughter. Right. And, I mean, I thought it was great. And she's talking about how she did this, like, affirmation thing. And eventually, yeah, you just kind of start believing it. Make it so you make it. Yeah, every... Thing I've sort of seen about it, there's science behind that. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know that science. Oh yeah, don't ask me to quote <laughs> stuff about it. But I know scientists are working real hard at this in their lab. But I am with you. Like yeah, I do. There is. I want to try it for myself. Is what I'm saying, and report back. So I'm okay. gonna do that. Are you in? I'm in. All let's right, let's do to it. this. So what are we doing? We're doing well. I think affirmations every morning. Yeah, we're gonna write out these affirmations. Put them on some sticky notes, put them in our bathrooms, and every day we're saying them to ourselves. Stay tuned on Instagram to find out how this goes. Yes. We will see. I love that. Okay, so next up. I also, just one more thing to add to mental health is like self-compassion. Oh my gosh. Hardest thing to do, but the most rewarding Mm -hmm. once you do start doing it. Because I feel like so many people don't look at their lives as a whole. They look at like what they're doing hmm. right now, right? And I think when you look, take a step back and see all the things you've been through or see all the things you've accomplished, and if you think of yourself as, like, almost introducing yourself to a friend, how would you react to your friend? You would be very supportive. Like, always think of yourself as you would your bestie. I love that because I have actually been thinking about that a lot lately where it's, like, I would never talk about you or anyone else in my life oh, I just the way I talk shivers. to myself. Right? So I really yes. I've really in the last couple of months here, I would say, been trying to really change that Love and have that. yeah, more compassion for myself and like, yeah, you went through some crazy things, but you're so strong and look how far you've come. Exactly. And like just that's what I mean, look at the big picture. Don't yeah. look at and I feel like I mean, whether you use before and after fit pictures or whatever to look at how far you've come. But Mm -hmm. for me, a lot of times it's looking at old pictures and remembering what I felt like then versus what I feel like now. And I think that change is just, for me, over the last year has been astronomical. I agree. And for me, I think it's more of a mental game than a like, physical-looking a certain way game. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, next one. Spiritual. Spiritual (laughs) self-care. And to clarify, it really doesn't have anything to do with religion. I mean, it might if you are are a very religious person. (laughs) Yeah. And you find that brings you comfort, then 100%, that's amazing for you. But not everybody is going to have that. So... I think the important thing to look at when we're talking about spiritual self-care is finding things that nourish your soul. Like, what really sets your soul on fire? Like, what are you into? Right. So, like, I am really into meditating these days. So I really try, I've been trying, 
I haven't been successful at every single morning, but at least four to five times a week, I will do a 10 minute morning meditation to start my day off. I said to my husband, like, I just need 30 minutes in the morning. Mm. I want to sit out on the deck, drink a cup of tea, do my meditation, and then I am ready to start the day. Because anyone who knows me well knows that I am the complete opposite of a morning person. That's what I am too. So basically don't speak to me until I've arisen and I'm and ready to And I tell you I am ready <laughs> exactly. for the day. So I, so for me, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job on the spiritual self-care compared to, well, probably compared to like physical self-care at this point in my journey. But there's other things you can do. Like if people are like, oh, meditating, that doesn't sound interesting to me. You into nature? Go walk in it. You know, if you're into... Journaling. I think journaling is a great great way. I think for mental and spiritual. See, and this is where we're talking about those lists start bleeding into each other. It's not a hard and fast thing. No, it really is one thing can tick off a couple different. Like going to the gym. Yeah. That could be good for your physical. But if it sets your soul on fire, it's fucking spiritual, right? Yeah. Some people look at the gym as their church. I call my gym my church. Well, you're one of those people. I'm those people. <laughs> I love that, though. I just like it, and it's just kind of cool. Like, and then I have friends, and you're just like, hey, you make it to church today? And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just fucking dope. I love that. Cool. Anyway. I think it's great because, again, it's going to look different for everybody. So it's really up to you to figure out what is that that really sets your heart on fire or your soul on fire that fuels you, that fills up your cup. Because one thing I've really learned in the last year is you cannot give from an empty cup. You cannot do it. And I have done it for years. I depleted all of my energy Mm -hmm. and gave and gave and gave and gave to everybody. And guess where I ended up? In a hospital. In a a psych ward. Because then that was one of the biggest things that these amazing nurses talked to me about when I was at actually the... Uh, crisis stabilization unit and they were like you cannot give from an empty cup like Mm -hmm. you this is now your time to figure out what it is that you need what fuels you that's right do those things and then eventually you're gonna get yourself to a place again where your cup is overflowing and when your cup is overflowing that is when you give to others right not before not before otherwise you're just playing a game of catch-up right and I think that's that's so interesting to me because I feel like self-care is one of those things we think is almost like an extra. Like, oh, mm-hmm. if I have time, I'll do self-care. But no, like it needs to be one of those things that you budget for and you become unwavering about because no one else is going to do it. And this is where it gets me is like, mm-hmm. no one's coming to do it for you. No one's coming to tell you to do it. You need to take responsibility for your own mental health in a lot of cases mm-hmm. and commit just yourself life in general well, yeah life in general just taking like, responsibility is, you're yeah. the author yeah. of your own story yeah bro and if you don't like where it's going it is up to you it is your responsibility to do no one else about is. that and yeah for some people that's gonna seem really hard to do oh i, do. Yeah. I get it and, and for there's others, times not. when you need help Yes. And sometimes that help is more easily available and sometimes it's not. And that's 
shitty. But that's, that's how it is. That's a whole other thing, yeah. But I think you can't you can't help somebody who isn't willing to receive help. Correct. Like you need to come to that conclusion on your own, and then start getting things done. So speaking of that, yeah. Social. I think right now during COVID times, that has been something for the last year and a bit. People have really not been able to do as much. Right. And I think social looks different for whether you're introvert or extrovert, right? Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. So where do you get your energy from? I am the kind of person I like to stay home. If I'm feeling depleted, I want to be in my own bubble. And then connection comes in a few different ways, right? And that's part of that social Mm -hmm. piece. But if you're an extrovert and you get energy from other people, Mm -hmm. then you may want to go out and hang out with your friends. And that's where I really think, like, a lot of extroverts have kind of gotten the shitty end of the friggin' stick stick here. Because that's how they communicate, that's how they live, and now they can't. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, it doesn't matter if you're introvert or extrovert. Human beings crave connection. What that looks like is going to be different for everybody. So maybe it is talking to somebody in line at Starbucks or wherever you get your drink. Or maybe it is being at home and you're gaming and you're talking to somebody on your headset. It doesn't really matter. It's just how are you connecting with other people? Right. And I think that's what's COVID and it's thrown that connection on its head and now connection looks different. Mm-hmm. Although I don't love that now connection is more dependent on technology than ever before. Like Same. not super into that. But honestly, beggars can't be choosers and video I'll... chatting my parents is better than not ever seeing them for yeah. two years, you know, which is what it has been. And I'll tell you one thing. I think that When we, well, and we are starting to have some of these restrictions lift, Mm -hmm. but when we can get back to having more than 10, 20 people over Mm -hmm. and getting together as communities again and as, I don't know, like family reunions, whatever that's going to look like. Birthday parties. I think that it's going to make it even more special because we now know what it's like to not be able to do that. And I think we will value those connections. I'm really hoping that is the God honest truth. Like that's what I, like that is my hope for the future because Mm -hmm. I'm the same way I'm hoping because we've had it taken away. We now value it more when Mm -hmm. it's back. Let's get back on topic. Great idea. (laughs) Thanks. Emotional self care is next one on our list. So talking about, Healthy coping mechanisms for emotions like anger, sadness, anxiety. I'm Where not... would you rate yourself on this? Ooh. One to or zero to ten. Ten being freaking nailing it. <laughs> Definitely not a ten. A one being never heard of it. <laughs> Where are you? Okay, well, when I first heard about emotional self care, I was me. like, "What is that? Never so you're heard two. of it." <laughs> but since you know, preparing a bit for this episode and then thinking a bit about it. I would place myself at a five. Would you? Interesting. Okay. Maybe a si- I, maybe even a I think I'm seven. Since landmark, I'm doing way better. Yeah. I But emotional agree. intelligence is a very interesting thing too. Yes, and it's actually book. something that I talk to my children about a lot and just Do like you? managing emotions and what are they and that it's so okay smart. to feel certain emotions. I think it's to just like having the structure or maybe the tools to 
deal with those negative emotions. Mm -hmm. So, but I think the only real way that you realize that is through self-reflection. Yes. And when you look back at a situation like, ooh, didn't handle that as great as I could. Mm -hmm. Or how could I have done that better? And then I think that's where it kind of comes in. But I think if you had like all those things in place, like stuff you knew you loved to do, things that set your soul on fire, physical activity, if you have those outlets, then managing that emotional spike isn't as difficult, right? Like when you have that structure in place and not always, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, I think in a perfect world, if you had a piece of every piece of this pie and you had your hands in there doing something of each of those, Mm -hmm. I think your ability to regulate your emotions would be so much more. Do you think? Sure, and I think, like, but I think regulating your emotions and then being able to express your feelings on a regular basis are two different things. 100%. So I would say, you know, that's a piece of the emotional puzzle where it's like, yes, okay, self-regulation and having these coping mechanisms in place is one thing, but then what are you doing to talk about it? Because I was very much of the mindset, you know, even two well, a year ago even, where I'm feeling this way, but I'll be damned if I'm going to talk about it and tell anybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? So, you know, part of my character that I had until recently, and again, Landmark really helped me too, um, and people probably don't even know what Landmark is, but maybe we'll talk talk about about that at a different time. We'll send a, put a link in the show notes to like the Landmark website. But we've done that, and... It really helped me, I guess, really drive home the point of no one is capable of reading my mind. No. I occur to people differently. Like, everyone is going to have their own version of who I am, but it's up to me to tell those people what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. Or another thing I've really noticed that I've been doing lately, which I would never have done like even six months ago, is admitting when I see myself not being in a good headspace. Same. I think I would never have noticed that even a year ago. A yeah. year ago, I wouldn't even have been able to admit that, right? And then Absolutely. admitting that you're not always in a great headspace or sometimes mm-hmm. you are a shitty friend or sometimes like I mm-hmm. am a shitty companion or a bad roommate or not a great spouse, but mm-hmm. like you're also a human, so you're allowed to be those things. And you don't have to carry it with you forward. No, no you can just be like, oh, yeah, that was shitty. I'm going to be better. Yeah. I'm going to try better. Acknowledge it and then move, move on. forward. Yeah. So I think that's part of this emotional self-care. And I that's why I rate myself a bit higher than I think I would have a few months ago. Because I am just more aware of these things and these old patterns and behaviors I was doing. Which led me to a place of feeling so unsatisfied with myself right. and my life and placing blame on everyone else and not taking yeah. responsibility for myself, my life, and how I'm feeling. Right. Whereas now I'm like, no, I'm not feeling that good and I need to tell somebody. So I also feel like I have enough people in my inner circle, I guess you would call it, where I have people to hold me accountable to some of those things. Mm-hmm. And to me, what I'm really learning in the last year is there is so much strength in being vulnerable. Yes. I would say more strength in being vulnerable than keeping it cool. I agree. So I feel like we really 
took a deep dive on the emotional piece. But I mean, I think if you're listening, some important questions to ask yourself is, do you have healthy ways to process your emotions? So when something bad comes up, what are you doing to get through that? Are you turning to drugs and alcohol? Maybe that's not the healthiest. Wouldn't be my first technique, right? Yeah. Do you want to journal about it or do you want to paint about it or do you mm, like other write a song go go for a run exactly like what are you doing to go for a walk cuddle with your dog on the couch Mm. i don't know like take some time to process those things and then are you expressing them and are there activities that you're incorporating into your life that are helping you feel recharged right so that's another thing that i'm noticing so now that i'm actually telling somebody primarily my husband like I'm having a bad day things aren't going so well for me Mm -hmm. this is how I'm feeling when I actually say that out loud and then there's immediately support there okay what do you need me to do right and I can now say I just need to I gotta go outside and do a little meditation or I just need to go for a walk or I just need 10 minutes outside by myself then I can come back and I instantly feel better like it's like this weight automatically is lifted from me. Right. Because I've now shared it with somebody. I'm not holding it It's inside. not yours anymore. Exactly. And now I can put in place some of these healthy coping mechanisms that I've really learned over the last year mm-hmm. to help get me out of that negative headspace. So I'm not sitting in that, those emotions of anger, sadness, or anxiety for nearly as long. And that's a pretty amazing shift. Like, that's yes. great. Love yeah, I mean, that. it's pretty... Uh, amazing if I'm gonna pat myself on the Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> you know, ready to toot my own horn. <laughs> so, why do we even need this self-care business, bro? Well, if we're gonna look at science, which... I love science. I think we should. It is proven that doing self-care, it brings down your stress levels. Which I think for anyone who has been in counseling, probably mm. knows a bit about fight and flight. And freeze. And freeze, right? So those reactions that your brain has and how stress can impact your life, whether it's cardiovascular disease or like the little fingers of stress and how they link into your medical health is so they get into everything, right? So the more you can do to bring down your stress level, to me, is I'm game for any of it. Like, Well, and I think what people don't realize is how such a gigantic portion of the population of the world is living with chronic stress. Right. Yes. Like, it's now just embedded in our culture that it is normal to be stressed all the time. And our brains and bodies are not made cannot for function that way, right? No. You know, I read this book, and I shouldn't say I've read it because I still have probably another chapter or two left, but it really changed how I look at things as far as stress is concerned. So it's called Burning Bright. Mm. Rituals, Reiki, and Self-Care to Heal Burnout, Anxiety, and Stress by Kelsey J. Patel. It's a really great book. So it really talks about the mind-body-spirit connection and then also like just the huge role that stress plays in our lives. So big. So I think that is an... The number one reason why people need to be doing self-care. Yeah, I do And making it a priority. Because I think it's so easy for us to just say, 
oh, well, I can't because I have to do this for everyone else. Also, like, yeah, I agree. But also understand, too, the list that we've given, like, it requires you to buy nothing. You don't need to buy a fucking thing to do this. You don't need to go out and spend a hundred, two hundred, frick, a thousand dollars to be doing any of these things. So regardless of, like, the Instagram ads and all the things that people are trying to shove in your face and tell you this is what you need, you literally don't need any of those things. You just need to... start practicing self-care. Does some of those things help? Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I would... love a scented candle and a Ooh, just a... a bubble bath, oh, bath salts, like don't get brand me... new journal. Look <sighs> out! Yeah, fancy pen. I want all of those things. But you actually don't need it to no. start in self, and that's the biggest no. thing. Like you're investing in yourself in time, is what I yeah. think it is. So that's it's like exactly it is time that it takes, but. If you want to invest in your own future, I look more at self-care now, like, less of, like, the bubble baths and shit like that, and more, like, what am I making a conscious decision to allow in my life so that I can have the life I would want to have? So if Mm. I want to be healthy and if I want to be active, then what am I allowing in my life that's making that a priority to me? Or what am I allowing in my life that goes against that, right? Mm. And then I, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's more about adjusting how you look at it too. It's about the time commitment for yourself. And what are you prioritizing in your life? 100%. So are you prioritizing yourself and the needs that you have in order to be the best version of yourself for others? Or are you super, are you placing your own self-worth and needs low on that totem pole. I think, too, there's, like, a few reasons that people fail at self-care, right? Like, few things that are those pitfalls, and that's one of them, is that negative bias, right? You know all the things you should do, but you just don't do them because you have the inability to see what you're doing already, right? And Right. Or, like, the way that we see ourselves is so skewed. But the biggest one, I think, for me, is that shame. Yes. The shame that's associated with the self-care because... And guilt. And guilt because we feel that time could be so much better used elsewhere, right? So that time we feel we should invest ourselves, oh, but wait, no, so-and-so needs it more. Or this Mm -hmm. requires my attention more. And that's kind of where I fall into that, I feel like. It's this whole idea that... And I'm trying to shape or reshape the way I think about it. But for me, self-care has always seemed kind of selfish because I think Mm. of, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I definitely. And it's so incorrect. Like, it's so incorrect. It's not selfish. It's about taking care of yourself. But I think we're so programmed. Oh, we're conditioned to think that way. And I do think women especially. Well, I think there's just a ton of shame that's associated with women in anything they do. There's always this like. I mean... That's a whole other episode. Yeah, God. But I feel like that, for me, is the biggest piece is then also stopping those um, beliefs that you aren't worth that time or, oh, I'm not worth that. And I think, again, this is where kind of marketing comes in because they play it like, well, you're worth everything. You should spend as much as you need to Mm -hmm. spend to get yourself to this position. But really, it's not anything you buy. It's internal work, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't take anything to go for a walk outside. Exactly. 
I'm glad we could talk about this. I feel like self-care is one of those things we talk about a lot. But I, again, I think it's something that we do in one specific area. Yeah, like, I go to counseling. We're not always <laughs> conscious about what we're doing or how we're doing it or whatever, how to improve it. And I think understanding that all those different pie pieces... Mm-hmm are things in your life, whether you believe it or not, whether Mm -hmm. you are dealing with it or not, they are things in your life that are affecting your day to day. And I, I, now that you say that, I also think it's important to say that even though there's at least five pieces that we talked about that make up this whole pie, Mm -hmm. each section is going to look different. Like bigger, the balance that comes in to play here, it's not... Like balance is not always 50%, like 50-50. That's no. one thing that I learned from um, my friend Allie over at the Prism Lighthouse. She really, like, when she said that to me, my mind exploded. I'm like, oh, yeah, balance is going to look different for everybody. So yes. what makes up that 100% for you, it might only be 5% spiritual. That's fine. Right. But I think it's still a part of your puzzle that you are going to put together and you decide what works best for you and remember that you're worth it you deserve it you can do it you're amazing you're fucking great it's not selfish no it's not a shameful thing you shouldn't feel guilty about it and when those thoughts come up acknowledge them be like i see you Mm -hmm. i hear you Mm -hmm. not for me not in my journey today (laughs) thanks yes Please sit over there. Yeah. I'll be doing self-care. Yeah. Love and it. then just... Just love yourself more. Just rock it. And let us know how it goes. Try self-care thing and then let us know if you liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd love to hear good. from you. Also, maybe you want to leave a review on our podcast. Maybe you want to overlap. Maybe that... Maybe listening to our podcast is a form of self-care for you. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe because we're funny. I think we're. I think we're great. Um, also, though, remember this is not a substitute for any medical advice or diagnosis of a medical professional. Yeah. Because we just a couple of gals. We not profesh <laughs> when it comes to mental health. We just like it and deal with it all the time. All the time. And again, we've said this before, but you ain't gonna break a stigma. By sitting on your hands. Yeah, you gotta talk about it. So I don't know why sitting on your hands. I don't know. That's weird. Anyways, guys, thanks for We're listening. We're glad you're here. Super appreciative for you to tune in. Blessings. And uh, until next time, remember to let your heart run wild. Peace.